Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If the Dallas Cowboys are serious about going all in in 2024, they, then they can absolutely cannot make this mistake ladies and gentlemen let's dive into the show here we go what is up everyone and welcome into adz sports dallas primetime i am your host mauricio rodriguez streaming with you live every sunday through thursday night at 8 p.m central here on dallas on demand sports talk network With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, do me a favor. If you like the show, hit the like button for me. And it helps me put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. And it's greatly appreciated. Welcome, everyone, on a Tuesday night. It is a great night to talk some Cowboys football as the Super Bowl 58 uh, approaches us very slowly. But it's approaching us. Last night, we had the opening night. Uh, 49ers players, Chiefs players talk to the media. So those storylines are, you know, fast, fastly growing around the league, uh, both about the Super Bowl and then there's media rows. So you start hearing all sorts of stories about the NFL. So it's exciting times to be a football fan. Now, obviously, we all wish our team would be playing on on Sunday right in Vegas uh, the Cowboys are not though after losing the wild card game to the Green Bay Packers unfortunately uh, but that doesn't mean there's no Cowboys football to talk about and tonight that's exactly what we will do and we'll go through some you know some senior bowl notes but mostly we're going to focus around one in particular uh, we're going to talk about the mistake that the Cowboys cannot afford to make in the offseason if they're serious about going all in. And we'll close this show out, too, with some thoughts on a couple of mock drafts. We're going to be doing this uh, mock Martis kind segment. Uh, Martis meaning Tuesday. So that might be a weekly segment or weekly-ish, right? Because sometimes maybe the mock drafts might get repetitive. Whenever there is something interesting to talk about, we will have a mock Martis In the meantime, though, we'll kick it off with tonight's um, a couple of mock drafts that we're going to be looking at later today. Uh, however, let's talk about this mistake that I'm talking about, right? And it actually has a lot to do with the NFL draft and with how the Cowboys could go about building this team for 2024. According to Jerry, the way that they're going to build it is not for the future. That's basically the quote. From Jerry Jones, right? You heard it. I heard it. The whole NFL world knows about it by now. According to Jerry Jones, they're pushing all of the chips to the center of the table. And they're, you know, not holding back. They're not going to build it for the future is what Jerry Jones had to say. Now, whether or not we believe him has been discussed on the show. But in the meantime, let me say that if they are going to go all in, then they absolutely cannot wait around to add a linebacker until the NFL draft. 
I think right now, linebacker is viewed as a consensus top need of the Dallas Cowboys. But the problem is they might not be able to address it when the NFL draft comes around. And this is from Destin Adams over at ADC Sports, who had boots on the ground in Mobile, Alabama last week for the Senior Bowl. And he had a notebook-type article where he basically listed everything that he heard from league executives and league scouts and, you know, play uh, people in the know about the NFL draft. And he listed positions viewed poorly and positions viewed highly in his article. And one of the lowest positions, according to Destin Adams, around the NFL is a linebacker position. And I'm going to read you the quote right now that he got from a, uh, this was from an NFL scout. It's different for every team. But if we are drafting a linebacker inside the first two days of the draft, then we have to believe that there's a chance he can play significant snaps during his rookie season. And in this class, there are only two, maybe three of these players that fall in that category for us. That's what Destin Adams heard about the linebacker position. And, you know, some of the top guys in these draft class, Peyton Wilson, pictured on the screen right now from North Carolina State, J.D. Bertrand from Notre Dame. There's Trevin Wallace from Kentucky. And then there are some others, um, some other linebackers that might be in discussion here. But that's a big statement to make. And I think that's one that fits with everything that we've heard about the NFL draft these days. Because it seems to me that everyone likes a lot about these linebackers. Peyton Wilson is just a fun player. I'm a Clemson fan. I didn't enjoy Clemson playing Peyton Wilson, because he does a little bit of everything. He can rush the passer. He can drop back into coverage. He's a stout run defender. And, you know, you think about what the Cowboys could be looking for in a potentially Mike Zimmer coach defense, then Peyton Wilson can be like an exciting fit when you start thinking about it. But with every one of these prospects, there seems to be a significant problem that turns people off. And with Peyton Wilson, it might be his body build. It might be his durability what is going on with his knees, that sort of stuff. But it seems like every one of these linebackers has a big, big, you know, problem. Like there's an asterisk after you finish talking about his strengths. And if you're the Cowboys and you absolutely need a linebacker, you got to be ready to spend some money in March instead of wait around until April to address this. Because Dan Quinn is gone. And you know what? The Marquis Belt project, the undersized linebackers project that a Queen started working up on, you know, in 2023, it might have worked in a lot of ways. But now that a Queen is out of, of the picture, you're probably going to want some traditional linebackers. Like, say, Mike Zimmer takes a hold of this defense, right? Leading candidate right now uh, in, the, in, the, in the Cowboys world to be D.C., Right, uh, Skywalker still dropped a major nugget on Monday on his show here on ADC Sports Dallas, where he was discussing how he's been told that the Joneses are possibly pushing Mike Zimmer for the defensive coordinator job. He's already interviewed for it. The other, the the other real candidate that we know about, at least from outside the house, seems to be Ron Rivera, because you know there's been some whispers about Wink Martindale, but there. Doesn't seem to be any reports out there about a potential interview. So let's say Simmer, Rivera, take a hold of the defense in 2024. They're not going to be playing with the whole Marquise Bell 
type experiments in Dallas. They're not going to have safeties shifting to linebackers. It's not, it's not them, right? They want to play. I'm not going to say old school football, but at the very least, they're going to want some size in the second level of the unit. And naturally so, right? Quinn was the one with all of these ideas. Now, don't no, don't misunderstand me. Hybrid athletes are a must in today's NFL. And for example, somebody like Harrison Smith in Mike Zimmer's defenses in Minnesota was a very versatile guy who had a very specific body type that could do a lot and you know pull off a lot of roles, if you will, within the NFL, within the, uh, his defense at an NFL level. But whatever the Cowboys have going on at, at linebacker now is going to have to be addressed. Uh, Marquise Bell, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to playing safety. The Marvin Overshown might be playing linebacker, you know, in 2024. I know he's somebody that feels like uh, a tweener, not in the not not in a bad sense. I don't mean tweener in a bad sense, but just somebody that was a safety was turned into a linebacker. But you could see him do both. At an NFL level, we'll see what their plan is for the Marvin Overshone with a new defensive coordinator. Because I think we all perceived him as this Jaron Kirsch type player after, you know, assuming that Dan Quinn was going to be around. But things are going to look different now. And just the way I see it is if the Cowboys want to prove to us that they are really all in, linebacker is going to be a huge position to watch how they address it. Because there's no way you wait until the NFL draft. Because one, if you do, and even, even if you find your guy at 24th overall, right? Even if you, like, hypothetically, let's say they love Peyton Wilson. Even if Wilson j- drops to them and, and Jerry Jones shows us his draft board and he's like, hey, Peyton Wilson was 13th in our board. Even then, you're not going to have a true plug-and-play type player at the position, especially at linebacker, which is one where there's a lot of going on at the NFL level, and especially if you need a communicator, it's going to be even tougher then, right? You need a free agent who can really come in and take over that position right away. Now, there there are several guys that come to mind, right? And perhaps the king of this free agency class is none other then Baltimore Ravens linebacker Patrick Quinn. Now, he's going to be expensive. Do not get me wrong. ADC Sports projects him to sign for a four-year deal worth $73 million. That comes out at an average of $18.2 million. So that's one of the highest paid linebackers in the NFL right there, just right out of the gate. But he could build it to a point where his year one cap hit is somewhere around the $7 million mark. That's according to ADC Sports contract projections, which, by the way, you can check out on the website, top 40 free agent projections, or at least the first top 40 free agent projections. We're going to have 105 pretty soon ready to go on the website, so make sure you check that out. Uh, I I start with Patrick Quinn here. Because although there are some other interesting players that we could discuss at this position, Quinn, I believe, makes it to free agency. The Ravens just paid Roquan Smith, inked him to a $100 million deal. It seems to me that Quinn is going to want to taste free agency. And he's probably the most complete backer out there in the market by March. 
And if the Cowboys go on and they get him, right, and suddenly you've got a linebacker room made up of Patrick Quinn, the Marvin Overshone, Damon Clark, like that, that immediately looks like a much more interesting room, especially for a non-Dan Quinn coached defense. Now, I don't mean that as a knock again. I just mean that it's going to be a little bit more of a traditional linebacker room for Dallas. Could be perhaps the price free agent at linebacker in 2024. But there are others, right? Uh, what about Jordan Brooks for the Seattle Seahawks, who would be significantly cheaper, but still would be one of the best ones out there. $9.5 million per year is the projection, probably on a lesser deal. Two-year contract, $19 million is what ADC Sports projects with a year one cap hit of only $2 million. Jordan Brooks, somebody that has dealt with some injuries and might have a smaller market than what he would expect after the season that he put together in 2023, which was one of the best by any linebacker in the league. But he's still coming back from an ACL injury, and people expected some regression there. Uh, didn't show it in 2023, but let's see how it affects him as a free agent this March. Uh, but Jordan Brooks is somebody else that would impress me would make me go like oh damn you know maybe they were serious about this whole thing uh there are other players frankie lubu who you can see on the screen right now from the carolina panthers he's somebody that i don't have a contract projection for um but this is one that intrigues me specifically and i will admit i have yet to watch the tape on frankly in frankie lubu here but since 2022 off-ball linebackers among those He's second in pressures in the league. And he also has had nine and a half sacks going back to 2022. That kind of gives me some, you know, some vibes there that he could be somebody that Mike Zimmer could be interested in blitzing with a little bit. Now, I'm not sure how what the expectations are for Frankie Lubu to actually go back to Carolina and stick with them. But Frankie Lubu is somebody that intrigues me, man. Somebody that makes me go, hmm. He might, he might fit what Mike Seymour wants to do. If he has the second most pressures among off-the-ball linebackers since 2022, there, there's something there. Nine and, a half, nine and a half sacks in two regular seasons. Let's go, right? And Frankie Lubu might be underrated too because let me tell you this, Pro Football Focus has him as a better linebacker free agent than even Patrick Quinn. And I just show you the contract projections, man. He's expected to maybe sign or have the money that Patrick Quinn is. So PFF, pretty high on him. Uh, let's see how all of that turns out. And the thing, too, about like this free agency period is that Bobby Wagner might, free, might hit free agency yet again. And Bobby Wagner, yes, he's not the same guy. Not the same guy, I understand. But also, he's still pretty damn good. I think he's underratedly so by now because everyone wants to focus on the age for Bobby Wagner but he's still playing great he might not be the same guy as he was when the Legion of Boom was going on and he could play like coverage at such a such an insane way where he could really go sideline to sideline and be a great cover linebacker while also being a menace versus the run but he's still somebody that could change the way that your defense looks pretty quickly so hey if they go and get Bobby Wagner, some people will be like, hey, it's too late. 
even at 34 years old, which he will be in 2024 uh, during the season, he 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 actually turns 34 June 27th. I'm still going to be excited if they get Bobby Wagner. There's Levante David. There's Aziz Al-Shair, too, who is some... Th those last two, at least, are more of run-type defenders, uh, linebackers. So there are going to be a lot of options for Dallas to go spend some money at linebacker. But if they swing big, man, and they get somebody like Patrick Quinn, or maybe they get somebody like Jordan Brooks, and I'll say this, even Frankie Lubu, I might get excited about their idea. Now, this is not the one thing that they should do in free agency. They're going to have to complement it with several other moves. Maybe go get a defensive tackle, which there are also going to be a lot of, right? Maybe go get, I don't know, maybe pull off a trade like you did last year with Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. Maybe go ahead and do the same and upgrade a position, a position that maybe we don't see as a weakness right now for Dallas, like, Let's take wide receiver. Wide receiver is an interesting one, man. It's wide receiver. You've got CD Lamb. And CD Lamb jumped in 2023 from being a promising up-and-coming wide receiver to establishing himself in tier one of wideouts. I think that much is clear. Like CD Lamb wasn't in the conversation last year with the Justin Jeffersons of the league, with Jamar Chase, with Devontae Adams. He was not in that tier 2023 he's gonna be like in all of these preseason conversations where when you start ranking your favorite wide receivers in june when there's nothing else to talk about cd lamb is going to be cracking into those top fives and maybe even those top threes if not number two right because wide receiver is such a crazy position man every year the rankings look extremely different because it's also an opportunity type position so i guess that makes sense but my point here is you've got cd and then Brandon Cooks started, you know, second half of the season, started being what maybe you thought he was going to be, right? Uh, not your best wide out, but somebody that consistently made a place. Became a top-tier red zone weapon for Dak Prescott and the offense. So, hey, I'm still going to be excited about Brandon Cooks running it back with Dallas. But Jalen Tolbert, I'm not sure he had the second-year breakout season that we thought he was going to have. I definitely don't think... We could categorize it as a breakout season. It wasn't that at all. Um, Michael Gallup, you know, ups and downs as always. Makes some plays, but also misses on a lot of them. And wide receiver could be the one position where the Cowboys can go like, hey, we don't care. We're going to go and get somebody. We're going to go and get somebody even better. Uh, not better than CD, obviously. But hey, imagine if they go and get Devontae Adams. I'm just, I'm just daydreaming now. I know. But hey, imagine that they get another solid number two type wide receiver, and then suddenly they're getting richer at positions that are, are already are already a positive for the Cowboys. That's the kind of stuff that will show you they are really all in. Jerry Jones said a lot that day, man. Jerry Jones said a lot that day, and I understand the Cowboys fans' reaction to brace themselves to be disappointed. He's earned it, right? They need to show us. And this is the way that they could show us. Getting one of these top linebackers, trading for somebody that upgrades the position. Mitesh, I'm going to start reading some of your comments now. Uh, by the way, sorry about that. Mitesh says, get two running backs, right? If you, uh, I'm assuming they might not get Tony Pollard back on the horse for this season. 
But hey, if they go get Derrick Henry, I know people have mentioned Derrick Henry in the chat. It's also going to be kind of a big swing, right? And you know where I stand with the whole running back conversation, right? You know I'm a little bit on the side of, hey, don't spend too much at running back. It's a position that this and that and the other, right? You know, you know where I stand with all that. But if they go get Derrick Henry in an all-in type year, man, I'm going to be like, well, I'll be damned. Derrick Henry is still, is still a guy. I know he had a terrible season in 2023, but go, go watch what the Tennessee Titans were playing at, uh, at the offensive line. And it was not pretty at all. Like, it was ugly. You think the Cowboys' offensive line was ugly run blocking? Try watching the Titans tape for a little while and see a slow car crash taking place on your screen because it's ugly. It's very ugly. One of the worst offensive lines in football last year. DeAndre Hopkins is Michael H. And Derrick Henry. Elbert says a rookie running back won't get it done. And I do think they're going to be in a position where they got to draft a running back, I guess. But if you go get somebody and maybe you get Rico Dattle back on the uh, on board, maybe you're fine. Maybe you're fine there, right? So those little moves can go a long, long way, in my opinion, in showing what Dallas could be. Darlene says, and we can get a wide receiver and we can get a linebacker and a running back and a guy who can stop the run. Man, it's going to have to be a season where they spend a lot of money. Now, I understand it's going to be tough because you also got to extend a lot of these guys, right? You got to extend Micah. Not that you got to do it this year. Although I'm interested, man, if you don't have to do it this year and you don't, I wonder if the Cowboys maybe are like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to go ahead and extend CD and Micah just yet. Cause we've got time with those, right? We can use the fifth year options. We can do the franchise tag. We can do all that with, with, with those guys. I wonder if they would go as crazy as being like, hey, we don't care about those deals for now. See you in 2025. And we go spend a lot of money in 2024. Like that's the 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 dream scenario. And maybe we got to do like a whole show of what an all-in season would actually look like for Dallas. We, we would need to go through all that maybe, but hey, gonna be it's gonna be a, a wild next few months if they don't extend Dak, for example that's gonna be woo wee it's gonna give us a lot of drama leading up to the 2024 nfl season i'll just say that and cam says cd can't say and by the way i'm not knocking on city i'm just saying like not uh pulling off the extension in advance uh like city is gonna stay i strongly believe that and so is micah but i'm just like Wondering if they would push it until last moment. And they have with a lot of these extensions before, so it wouldn't be a major surprise. But this year in particular, with the objective of spending cash in players that can arrive as new guys to this team and and get them over the hump, if you will. We'll find out, ladies and gentlemen. uh, But let's move on for now to Mark Martes. Right, this is going to be our Mock Draft Tuesday segment. Martes, for those of you who maybe don't know, uh, is Tuesday in Spanish, and that's how we're going to make it happen. But Mock Martes, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about two Mock Drafts in particular, and one that goes a little bit against the whole all-in concept that we've been talking about 
here on the show. Uh, both mock drafts are from ADC Sports, specifically from the guys that went to Mobile, Alabama to talk to people around the league and maybe get a better idea as to what teams are what teams are thinking about. So, with that said, I'm going to start with Destin Adams from ADC Sports. He put together a two-round mock draft, and there's a trade going on for the Cowboys in this one, which surprised me a little bit, right? Dallas, not particularly known for pulling off draft day trades, especially in the first round, which this one is a first-round trade, by the way. Uh, they haven't done that since what? Like, if we're, co- if we're counting 2019, because they traded away Amari, the, the first round for Amari Cooper in 2018, you could count that, but I don't count it, because it is in the draft day trade. It is a middle of the season, I'm desperate for a wide receiver type trade, which is a different thing. I think you would have to go back to what, 20, 2012 for Maurice Claiborne trading up to get Mojo? Is that is that it? Yeah. That's got to be it. 2012 was the last time that the Cowboys traded up. You could, you know, actually, there's there's other trade. There, there's trade downs, right? They traded it down to get Travis Frederick the year after that. So there's 2013 trading back. <clears throat> I'm not sure they have done another significant trade back, at least. I'm not sure they have done that. Uh, but, yeah, it's Mo Claiborne trading up for him in 2012 and then 2013. Uh, traded down, got to 32nd, and they drafted uh, Travis Feather, during, didn't they? That's a 2013. That's a that's a nightmare draft where nobody got nobody uh, unless the Cowboys, you know, 32nd Travis Frederick. But anyways, anyways, in this scenario, the Cowboys trade back from 24th overall, and they go back to 42nd in the second round. That's a big jump back. That's a big jump back. Let me let me read you the full trade before you make up your mind. So the Cowboys jump back from 24th to the 42nd pick in the second round. And in return, aside from that 42nd pick, they get 108th, which is a fourth. And they get a second rounder in 2025, right? So it's 24, 4, 42, 108, which is a fourth and a second rounder in 2025 from the Vikings. And this is the Vikings by the way trading up for a you know for a quarterback. And I'll say this. I would be very surprised at Dallas pulling off such a move. Cuz we know how much they value their draft picks. We know they want to make a pick in the first round because they, they value their scouting process. This is how they build NFL teams. This is how they compete in the league. And for all the hate that we can put on them for what they do in a lot of ways, building the team, they're actually a pretty good NFL draft team. Don't let the 2023 draft class blind you to it, right? Because there's been a lot of value that Dallas has been able to extract in April from these prospects. So let me let me talk about the picks first and then we can get into the into the trade and how it ties into the all-in conversation. So in this scenario, the Cowboys get at 42nd overall Adonai Mitchell from Texas Longhorns. He's a wide receiver, big guy, ex 
type receiver who can generate separation, can go up in the air, can win a little bit of contested catches. Not the biggest guy, ironically, but he's a fun wide receiver who I could see fitting into the Cowboys uh, offense right away. Now, that part of it, you could argue it's got some all-in-esque to it, right? A wide out, especially with how they've been adapting to the NFL quicker and quicker, could be one of the positions that you truly find a plug-and-play type player, especially because you're not going to be asking him to be the number one guy or even the number two guy. Uh, so Donai Mitchell, top 50 prospect, is getting some first-round hype too here and there. So, hey, it could be. It, it could be a good pick. And then at 56, with the Cowboys' original second overall, uh, second-round pick, excuse me, he has the Cowboys taking Leonard Taylor III, interior defensive lineman from Miami, also a top 50 type prospect, uh, somebody that can be a little bit versatile, has played all over the defensive line, but could most likely project as a three technique to the NFL. And this is the quote from Destin Adams breaking down the Cowboys picks in this mock. He says, I have the Cowboys trading out of the first round and adding two day two picks this year and one next year. The funny thing is a player, I believe, they would consider in the first, so that's a good nugget right there from, from Destin Adams, player I believe they would consider in the first is Texas wide receiver Adonai Mitchell, who is also the pick here at 42. Mitchell's skill set would complement CD's game really well, and it is looking like the Cowboys are going to tie themselves to Dak Prescott for the long term. I think they will look to get younger at wideout with Mitchell being the wide receiver to over Brandon Cooks. That is Destin's. Uh, breakdown maybe at first obviously he would be wide receiver three and, and hey hey I could be on board for an early wideout I'm gonna say that right now however trading back man trading back would it make sense with an all-in mindset that's the problem with me right here uh because Mitesh points it out in the chat too right now he says that's not an all-in Right, rather have them trade all next year's picks to get two firsts and two seconds, or heck, trade the picks for players. Right? Let's get some. Hey, let's let's go LA Rams here and let's trade away the picks and let's get players that can play now, and we'll worry about the future later if we're about to blow it up in 2024. And yes, I know, wink, wink. We we know it's not likely that they actually take such an approach to the to the to this season in particular but let me play devil's advocate this is what i did in my article for adc sports this is this is me this is me playing devil's advocate right now let's say that they do want to blow it up does that change your mind a little bit about adding a 2025 second rounder or when you do blow it up, you have some draft ammo to maybe balance it. Now, I think a forward rounder is not the worst idea in the world because you traded yours away for a Trey Lance in 2023. So it could be, I guess. I think that would be the the argument behind such a move, right? You get you get some solid insurance policy if the team does go want to going to rebuild mode in 2024. Hmm, could make sense. Could make sense. Uh, Gregory says, we don't need another wide receiver. And Cam says, I think we do. 
I'm somewhere in between there. Uh, if Dallas does not target a wideout in this NFL draft, say, in the first three rounds, it's going to be a big, big boat of confidence in, like, Michael, uh, not Michael Gallup, excuse me, uh, Jalen Tolbert. Like, it will, they better be right about Jalen Tolbert, and he better make that third-year jump. It's not not, not longer a, a second-year jump. It's a third-year jump now. I'm not saying Tolbert disappointed in year two, but he didn't have that breakout year that we thought he might have. So I, I kind of I kind of think wide receiver is becoming this overlooked need for Dallas a little bit. So Brandon Cooks is not that young, and you do need some junk blood there, in my opinion. Now we'll see we'll see what they do with Michael Gallup, which is another conversation here. That should be had, right? We talked about the Cowboys and Michael Gallup's contract situation almost on a daily basis last offseason. Now it gets really interesting, though, because now if you cut him, and we can talk about trading him too, but if you cut him, you save money, right? You would still be carrying $13 million in dead money, but this is the first year, I believe, where you're actually saving money if you do cut this guy, if you do it post June first, you make nine point five million dollars in cap savings. Uh, but I'm not sure post June first would also fit your description of going all in. Gregory says Mo any draft pick is a gamble. Oh, 100. I'm not trying to say uh, otherwise. Absolutely not. Mark Aaron says I like the Brooks kid we got last year in the seventh. Jalen Brooks had some moments here, here and there, right? Made some catches. Was definitely a very solid blocker for Dallas, too. So there's that. So all I'm saying is like, hey, you know what? You know what? Maybe you do not, you do need some wide receivers here. But anyways, uh, that's a mock draft. There was another one that I mentioned uh, from Travis May, also from ADC Sports. was also in the Senior Bowl. And he had an interesting one, which I'm, I'm, I'm willing to explore more in the future, or at least this topic. Because he had Tavondre Sweat from Texas, too, going to Dallas at 24th overall. Now, if you don't know who Tavondre Sweat is yet, let me tell you very quickly. He's a 365-pounder. Off defensive line, defensive line, nose tackle. Big guy. Huge. Absolute, like a beast on the field with that size. And I don't know, man. You picked... Russell, Maryland in 1991, and you waited until 2023 to pick another nose tackle. And then back-to-back nose tackles in the first round, that would be massive. Now, hear me out. I'm not saying I would be against the pick. You watch Tavondre Sweat play. I don't know. You can't be be, uh, against it because he's fun, and he would be amazing. But then what do you do with Massey? What does the product look like? Do you say bye to Jonathan Hankins and just roll with Sweat and Moss's myth, maybe? Do you revert Moss's diet change that we talked about just last night or last week? I don't remember when, right? I think the Cowboys need to figure out where they are sitting at regarding Moss's myth. Are they like, oh, Dan Queen messed up. He needs to go back to his weight. Or are they like, 
Yeah, even with the weight issue, we don't like what we saw from, from Masi Smith. And we do need a no-stackle seal, so let's roll the dice on Tavondre Sweat. Uh, this guy really boosted his stock in the Senior Bowl just by dominating one-on-ones, but also full-line looks where he was just throwing people aside and such a fun player to watch. But I don't know. It, I think it's an e- uncomfortable situation there uh, with Masi. If he does make it to the second round, though, right, if Tavondre Sweat is available at 56th, I'm not sure how you pass on him. Yeah, hey, Cam said this, the same as me. Masi needs to stop eating if they do get Tavondre Sweat. Hey, exactly, man. It, it's a weird situation. Need to bring in the diet right. <laughs> yeah. Masi is 3 weight-wise says Mark Aaron. Needs to go back to that one-slash-nose type uh, weight. Sweat, love to have him, says Mark Aaron. Now, I do think, and Nate Brugler talked about this on the Athletic Football Show on Prospect to Pros. He mentioned that Sweat, during the Senior Bowl, he probably didn't come in at the weight he wanted to come in. So he's probably not going to be 365 pounds playing on NFL Sundays, uh, he's probably going to be a little bit lighter, uh, but he said that because he actually didn't weigh in at the senior bowl. He skipped the weigh-in. So uh, that could give us an idea as to him not wanting to play at that weight, actually. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But though that is our first Mug Martes here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. We might be doing it weekly. We might not be, uh, depending on what the mock draft world is looking like. That week, uh, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on the show. And as I always, as always, I appreciate you. Thank you, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to Prime Time. Do me a favor before you leave, though. Smash the thumbs up. It takes about half a second. It is free, and it is the single biggest thing that you can do to help me grow this show. So thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Don't miss it. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night. Bye-bye.